Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships, releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to the Worshipped Woman podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm very grateful that you decided to take a little time out of your day and hang out with me. And I want to talk about something that I don't believe I've ever actually explicitly talked about on this podcast before, which is wonderful because we're going to get some of that new, new, you know, new juice. And this came about in my mind because I was watching um, this documentary on Netflix and it was called um, the, t- the Tinder Swindler. I'm sh- pretty sure that's the name. The Tinder Swindler. And it was basically about this guy that would like meet women on Tinder and then essentially just love bomb the shit out of them and then manipulate them into giving him money, right? And this, I, I found it very interesting because love bombing is something that is oftentimes associated with, you know, people like narcissists or, you know, just people that genuinely do not have your best interest at heart. And I think that love bombing can really take you by surprise when you don't exactly know what it is or if you don't have... I guess like your guard up a little bit, right? Like you kind of have to have your guard up a little bit. And I want to talk about why love bombing is so effective, why it can be so awful and why it can just leave you like this basically disastrous mess where you are like feeling like you would do anything for this person, even though you don't really even know them, right? What I thought thought was interesting was, you know, some of these women that he was scamming, it was like he would know them for a month or so. And then all of a sudden they're like giving him you know, their life savings because they thought that he was in danger and all of these things, right? And and love bombing can be really, really strong. And I think that this is really important, um, especially if you are, you know, somebody who has been in toxic relationships, maybe you've experienced love bombing before. I don't want you to feel like badly about it because I genuinely believe anybody Anybody could get sucked into like that that euphoria that love bombing can bring about. And I want to talk about like exactly how that is working and really how you can be a little more cautious. Like when you are dating people, like let's say you're going back into the dating world, or maybe you can understand maybe what happened if you have been in that cycle before and you've never really gotten the insight on it. Maybe you can understand what happened. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what's happening. We'll talk about, you know, maybe just some ways that you can avoid this so you can be aware of it and not have anything like this happen to you. So 
love bombing is essentially when you meet somebody and they are like over the top, um, just it, it's like fairy tale romance kind of stuff, right? So they meet you and, you know, they all, just, all of a sudden want to take you like on a vacation and it's like five star everything and it, and it plays into like this fairy tale that we're kind of sold through like media through tv through disney movies even right like oh this person's gonna come in here and rescue me and oh my gosh it's gonna be so amazing and life is gonna be so good but they will typically when they first meet you it'll be like a sense of they they might ask like a ton of questions about you right they might ask a ton of questions about you and that feels good that feels good right well let me back that up they will initially start with sharing some like vulnerable stuff about themselves and why they do this why it's like it's almost like they share vulnerable things about themselves so that you feel comfortable sharing vulnerable things about yourself okay why this is is because that speeds up trust and it speeds up intimacy right like if i'm if somebody you know just meets me and all of a sudden they're telling me like oh i just feel so comfortable with you and i i want to share this with you and they're sharing like these things that are vulnerable about themselves well then it makes me feel comfortable with them to share something vulnerable about myself right and this happens typically very very quickly and while they're doing this is because they want you to trust them they want to build like a very fast fast road to feeling like an intimate feeling with them right so that's sort of like the first thing and if you're like okay Kelly, like what you're telling me like I can't go on a date with somebody who's asking me a lot of questions about myself because that's a good thing right so and this is why it can be so gosh so so hard to see because it is a nice thing right like if you're going out on a date or something you want somebody who is going to be asking you questions about yourself. You want somebody who is going to be interested in you. That's wonderful. And that's often something that we don't get, right? I mean, I certainly hear a lot of the complaints about modern dating. I'm not in the dating scene right now myself, but there's certainly a lot of complaints about dating of like, you know, people just being very into themselves or something like that. So it's really, really nice when you have somebody who seems like they're really interested in you and they want to get to know you and that feels good, okay? So that's like, level one where we're getting in we're just getting super vulnerable too deep too quick all right and if you think about it and you think about really this is a bit of a boundary issue right because I know for me before working on my boundaries myself I would have probably been like relatively excited about somebody sharing something deep with me and then like sort of me just like blurting anything out about myself like oh my gosh you know me too or me this or whatever but now I don't not everybody has like that intimate level of access to me right like if I'm going to share vulnerable things about myself it's because I genuinely trust you but you have to build that right like I don't just trust people that come into my life out of nowhere because I've been burned by doing that in the past. I had to grow up, I had to learn, and I had to have boundaries around like what I am even available, how available I am to people in the beginning of a relationship, okay? This has been learned for me. It certainly wasn't like something that I've always done. But um, so they, they go in a little hard, a little heavy. 
then they might also, you know, just really quickly, you know, like one day to enter something, be talking about how, I don't know, there's just like a feeling about you. You're really special. You, there's just something about you. I could see myself marrying you. Like, whoa, coming on strong, right? Coming on strong. But if you are somebody like, one, we it, it feels good to be feeling like, oh my God, this person is choosing me. This person sees how special I am. That's so nice. That's so nice, right? Like that's a wonderful thing. This person is making me feel special. And that's what they do. They make it a point to make you feel special, to make you feel like you're the only important thing, to make you feel like a, a type of way, right? And this works, especially if you are somebody who has been like looking for love. If you've been, you know, looking for your person, like you're this guy was so effective for this guy on Tinder. It's like these people are actively seeking love. They're actively seeking dates. You know, they're actively in that space, right? You're going on date with somebody. Obviously, you're looking for love. So not obviously you're looking for love because you can date for a lot of reasons, but I digress. The point being that if you're in a position where you are feeling very like hungry for love and then somebody comes in and is telling you how there's just something so very special about you, they don't know what it is, but like they, you know, they miss you, right? Like a day later, they miss you or, you know, they take you on some lavish trip because of how special you are, right? These kinds of things that are just, it's too much too soon but it hits on a wound of you feeling like maybe you were never chosen before right or it hits on like the desire for love it hits on the desire to feel special I think we all want that we all desire to feel special to somebody we all desire to be chosen by somebody so when somebody just does that so over the top then that makes you feel really really good right? It just makes you feel so good. Like finally it's happening. It's that fairy tale. It's the thing that I always thought was going to happen. And of course, like, you know, you're connecting with this person. There's oxytocin flowing. There's dopamine. There's all these neurochemicals that are like in the mix here now, right? Because we're feeling like really good about this. Now, another thing super, super common with love bombing is moving in or like wanting to move in very, very quickly, right? They want to move in super quickly, you know, within a month, within two months, within three months. Like that is, think about this, okay? Think about this, please. That is not a lot of time to know somebody. And again, this plays into what we've seen on TV, what we've seen on movies, the sort of fairy tale story that we've been told of like, you know, love at first sight. And for me, I don't believe that you can love somebody at first sight. I think love is an incredibly complex emotion. I think you can have massive chemistry with somebody at first sight. I think you can like, you know, really be, you know, chemically <laughs> attracted to somebody at first sight. I absolutely think that. Do I think that you can love somebody at first sight? Um, that to me was really a much more complex thing. Um, I think love, you know, for me takes time. And that's the message I kind of want to give you right now is that it takes time, right? Like this, if this is the scenario for you, right? Somebody comes into your life, you know, you feel like you just connected so deeply, so quickly. There's something there. And, you know, they're telling you all of the things that you want to hear, okay? And usually they allow, part of the thing is they want you to be vulnerable up front. They want you to tell, they 
to get you to be vulnerable so that they can know things about you so that they can then use that like for you, right? Like, oh, this is important to her. So I'm going to, you know, tell her exactly what she wants to hear. Things like that. It's, it's a manipulation done on purpose to hook you, to hook you into whatever they want you to be hooked into, whether it's a relationship, whether it's the con, whatever it was, right? But, you know, mostly here we're speaking of women dealing with toxic relationships. So, you know, whether or not that involves a big money con, you know, hopefully it doesn't. But it could, apparently, if you're the Tinder swindler. But I digress again. Sorry, I'm a bit all over the place today. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> but hopefully you guys are still with me out there. So... Okay, so this person listens to you, they know what you want, then they start telling you the things that you want to hear. You st- they start telling you, I love you really soon. I miss you. Oh God, you know, I want to get married with you. I want to have babies with you. Whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, is that's going to make you feel like that feeling like, let's move in together. I can't wait to be with you. All of these things that on paper um, sound really, really great, right? And this is the moment that a pause is necessary. A pause is necessary. And it's hard to do this when you're feeling all of those chemicals I was talking about, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm finally being chosen. I'm living this fairy tale, the thing that everybody wants. I'm living it. It's here. It's like, it's so amazing. And it's really hard to stop there and pause and go, hmm, you know, what do I really know about this person? What are this person's values? Are they even similar to mine? You know, how is this person actually? Like, what what do I really, really know about them? And this is important because if you're having somebody like move in with you, right? Like if you're having somebody like that's going to come move in together, you know, you guys are going to get a place together. Well, I think you should probably spend some time getting to really know that person, right? Getting to really know who they are, like how do they treat other people? How are they in groups of people? How are they around your friends? Like, how are they, how do they handle something when they're upset? (laughs) How, right? These are important things to consider. If you've never seen that person upset, you guys have never had an argument of any kind and you're moving in together. That's, that's a problem, right? Because we really don't know people. I mean, for the first two, three months. I mean, shit, for the first year, depending on like how much you guys are together and how much you're seeing each other and stuff, somebody could really be presenting to themselves like they're on their best behavior, right? Like they're on their best behavior, just like you, you're on your best behavior. You know, you're not going to be, it's very different a few years into a relationship than it is like the first three months, right? The first three months, everybody is on their best behavior. And so you really don't know anything about somebody at that point. All you know is that, oh, this feels good. And they're telling me things that I want to hear. And that's the hardest part is to pause during that time when everything does feel so good to say, am I honoring myself here? You know, what are my boundaries around this? You know, do I really, is this what I really want? Like, does this actually even make sense? Does this make sense? Do we have those same values? Do we want the same things? You know, like this person talking about having babies with me. Well, how, what are their values of raising children? (laughs) You know, like, what are their religious beliefs? Like, what is their spirituality? Like, what are these things that actually really, really matter? Do I know those things? 
Do I know those things? Because otherwise it's all just lip service. It's all just lip service. And we need time to see that people's words and actions match over time, not just in the first couple months, but over time, do the words and the actions match? How can I, can I be myself completely with this person? Can I, am I emotionally safe to be myself with this person? This doesn't develop within the first few months, right? This takes time. This takes time. This takes time. And it's okay to take your time. And the thing is, is if you were in the midst of somebody who is love bombing you and you try to take a few steps back, what can happen is they will, you know, usually push, push the boundary, push for this, push for that, push like, no, we're, you know, but this or but that. And they push you and they push you and they push you. Well, guess what? Somebody who is pushing you when you say no, or when you say, Hey, I want to slow this down or whatever it is, but somebody's pushing you pushing that boundary that you're trying to set clear indication that this is somebody who's trying to have power and control over you. Clear indication of that. And that is a big issue because that is just like that right there, that boundary, like they don't care about your boundary, that right there is like scratching the tip of somebody who could really potentially become quite abusive because when they don't get their way, how are they acting, right? Like are they actually respecting you or is it only what they want to do when they want to do it, okay? So and what typically happens after this love bombing phase is done and they feel like they've got you, they've got you secured, maybe you did move in together or, you know, you're like so in love with them and in, you know, they're telling you, I love you. You're like, I love you. I miss you. Whatever it is so much. That's when things take a turn. That's when they start to pull away. That's when they start to treat you in a way that, you know, maybe disrespectful. Maybe there's some emotional abuse going on there and you were like so confused. You're like so confused because what just happened? Like where this is like a completely different person. But in your mind, you're so latched on to the person that you met, not who they are currently, not who they're presenting, but you're so latched on to the person that they met, that you met, that you live in this fantasy of like, well, he was this way or he did this or, you know, he was, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And now all of a sudden you're in this lull. And then if you get too far into that lull, you get too far into them pulling away, you get too far into the abuse, well, then maybe they'll do something, maybe it'll get so bad, but then they'll do something to like kind of bring it back, right? They might like love bomb you again. So there might be cycles of like pulling away and love bombing, pulling away and love bombing. And when you're being in that love bombing bombing stage, it just feels so good and you want to stay there. So you put up with the bad stuff. And now what we're talking about is really a trauma bond. That's really what we're talking about here, that push-pull dynamic, that over-the-top love to no, I, you know, fighting, whatever it is, big, big things can happen. No, I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to give you something or I'm going to take you on a trip or I'm going to do this thing for you or I'm going to tell you how, you know, after I do something terrible, I'm going to tell you how you're the most amazing woman in the world and I love you so much and I, and, you know, all of these things to keep you there. And that's the manipulation. That's the lie. And these kinds of relationships really aren't about love as much as they are about power and control. And it's an unfortunate place that a lot of people live in. And it's a, an unfortunate place that a lot of people that stay in these relationships go, oh, but, you know, when it's good, it's so good. But when it's bad, it's really bad. And 
you know, but when it's good, it's so good. And, and, you know, we've had such good times together and all these things. And of course, of course, you've had good times with the person that you've been with. You know, I just love them so much. And, you know, and that's the part where you got to really recognize that is that, you know, are you being loved? Like what you're calling love and saying you love this person so much. Do you actually genuinely love that person? Or are you stuck in a drama bond? Because do you actually genuinely love somebody who's abusing you? Do you actually genuinely love somebody who is calling you names, speaking down to you, whatever it is, right? Maybe physically hurting you. Do you genuinely love that person? Or are you just stuck in the neurochemical trauma bond? Old wounds being activated addiction feeling to that person because that is not love and you get to decide the kind of love that you want to have in your life you get to decide how you want to feel how you want to be treated that's the truth you get to decide that these trauma bonds although they can be strong they can also be broken and the first step to breaking that bond is knowing believing that you deserve better than what's happening there, no matter what. And when you can get that into your mind, then you can start taking action steps to actually put that into place. But you got to start with the, I deserve better than this. I'm worth, worth more than this. I deserve better than this. I'm worth more than this. And then start taking action in your life that actually reflects that. And that's how you get out of these kind of situations that you don't have to be in. You don't have to be in it. Relationships are at-will arrangements, at-will agreements. You've been volunteering to be in the relationships that you've been in. And if it's hurting you, harming you, you don't have to stay. You do not have to stay. And the truth is, is that you absolutely do deserve better. And all of the things that they did in the beginning of the relationship, they really don't matter. They don't matter if they're not a reflection of who that person is today, of how that person consistently treats you. You deserve consistency, not somebody who just, you know, shows up out of nowhere um, with all these great things and then treats you badly in between. That's not love. That is not love. And you deserve so much better than that. I really, really hope that you know that. I hope that you're getting this. I hope that you're receiving this. And moral of the story is take your fucking time take your time there is no rush there's no rush you don't have to rush into a relationship if somebody is coming on really really strong even though it might feel good pause you know start asking yourself the important questions and really really you got to know yourself you got to know yourself before you get wrapped up in in whatever somebody else is doing okay all right. Well, I'm sending you all so much love. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If you know another sister that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please, please share it. And if you want to be so kind as to leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I would be truly grateful. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon.